0: Welcome back. I'm your co-host, Jackie Spinell. And I'm Hannah Mira Plotkin. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to this week's episode, everyone. Yay, I think episode 61. 61 already? Crazy. Pretty impressive. Well, we are so excited to be back. We've had some amazing feedback from our last two episodes. I highly, highly recommend checking out Um, our last one about the transgender experience in a binary world or at this point two weeks ago two weeks ago I think yeah incredible episode such amazing feedback and we have a new feature that allows you to give feedback to us and I'll let Jackie sort of intro that yes so
1: as you all know hopefully know that Hannah and I are on a lot of social media platforms um, for a dive right in, and we are always looking for ways to get feedback from you all, as that's how we can create the content that you guys want to hear. Um, so I know not all of you listen through Spotify, but if you do listen through Spotify, um, if you click on the episode and scroll to the very bottom of the page, you should get a question um, and like poll that you can answer and just give us some feedback. And if you don't, please send us a DM on Instagram or anything, any feedback. We love to hear it. And we really take it into consideration.
0: We're super excited about this new feature. It just gives us another way to connect with everyone. And we know we have some international listeners. So you can't always text us, but now you can Spotify us. Yes, Spotify feedback. Pretty cool. So this week's episode, we wanted to talk about, it's sort of a follow-up on an episode that we did a little while back that was also about the pandemic. The last time we focused on how the pandemic was furthering food insecurity and xenophobia and things like that. Um, But we wanted to follow up and talk a little bit more about how the pandemic has has impacted people and especially teens and high schoolers our age, socially and academically, and just kind of society as a whole as well. Yeah, so
1: I think that this is a very pressing conversation um, just because I think in ourselves, no matter what age we are, we can definitely probably see some social differences from before the pandemic and now. Um, And so we just wanna circle or really dive deep in us personally, our age ranges. And also I'm sure you all know, um, or if you don't, um, we're gonna talk about Astroworld, Travis Scott's concert. That um, happened um, last Sunday, the seventh of November, um, and that was a very chaotic, to say the least, um, very devastating event. And I think that there are also some social differences that we wanted to talk about there, and maybe some of the some of the reasons why it was so. Um, deadly and scary and just different from a concert usually is especially from before the pandemic
0: and if this topic is triggering to you in any ways, like feel free to find a new episode to listen to we have a lot more uplifting and empowering ones as well but we do think it's really important that we're keeping up to date with current events and learning about you know things that are happening around us and responding to them here on the podcast but before I get into that, Jackie, I've got an icebreaker question for you. So throughout the whole pandemic, what have you learned about yourself that you wouldn't have learned about yourself if the pandemic didn't happen, essentially? So I think I've learned a lot about myself. I mean, it's
1: been a year and a half of my life and I'm almost 16. That's a pretty significant amount of my life um, and really of any of everybody's life. But I think from this, um, well, I've gone to a different camp. Um, I've moved. This was the first time I moved. Um, And I spent a lot of time um, outdoors. I was in Vermont for the most of the pandemic. Um, But I think mostly I really learned how much I love, to be outdoors, how much I love to be around the people who really have my best interest in heart. Um, I think from all of this, I've definitely, I can, I know that I love being, I know that I'm an introvert and maybe I knew that before, but I know that I really cherish those moments where I'm alone or with I'm, when I'm with people who really get me or just spending time outdoors doing the things I love and making time for that. Um, I think that's really important and something that I've taken away from it. What about you, Hannah?
0: That's really like, I resonate a lot with what you said. I know that we're really kind of similar people and that's why we get along so well and are able to work so well together on the podcast. So it's not unexpected that I have a similar response, but I think that something else that that the pandemic helped to foster within myself is patience and recognizing that you know, you can't just go out to the grocery store and like get what you want that, I think the pandemic has taught us all a little bit about longevity and the importance of just like taking each day as it comes, but also, you know, looking towards the future and being hopeful and being patient with yourself and giving yourself space to learn and to grow and things like that. And I've developed a lot more resourcefulness as well. Um, I remember, like I had no idea how to start a podcast even I don't even know how long we've been podcasting anymore it's been a while um what is it a year a year a a year and a half oh that's scary okay Mm -hmm. um but just having this time to myself to be patient with myself has allowed me to sort of explore the internet and I've learned about so many amazing Jewish volunteer agencies ways to get involved in my community um it's also given me time to sort of learn about different topics that I wouldn't have had time to learn about and you know it's given me a, a big chance to reflect and learn about racism and sort of all these social things that I think a lot of people are more in tune with now post-pandemic. For sure
1: I really like that answer and I think it's also definitely I would say even though like before the pandemic I'm um, using the podcast as an example I listen to podcasts but now obviously I've been the co-host with of one for um, for a year and a half. Um, and I think through that, I've learned so much about what I'm interested in. I think the pandemic has definitely given me time to, being virtual definitely makes things more convenient. I wouldn't say better or like easier to pay attention or anything, but definitely more convenient. So I think I've definitely pushed myself to just try new things, attend new events, um, learn about things that I wouldn't normally have gotten involved in. Um, So I definitely agree with you on that.
0: Definitely, I think it's given everyone a little bit of a chance to find themselves. And that's something that's really cool. Um, And I'm proud of you for that. So, okay, transitioning into our main topics for today, a big area where you can see how the pandemic really affected people socially is 100% in the academic setting within the classroom. You know, when you're sitting there in class, um, I think a lot of people have noticed that their attention spans have really taken a hit. Because when you're on Zoom, your classes are shorter. It's easier to get distracted. But a lot of people are back in person this year and sitting there in an hour lecture about who knows what can be really hard to transition back into. For sure. And I think something really important to keep
1: in mind is that, for example, for Hannah and I, we, the pandemic started when we were in ninth grade and now we're in 11th grade. So for us, I mean, for our age range, for our, that grade gap, um, I guess you could say, a big thing is that in ninth grade, the workload isn't that much. And now we're going to a substantially heavier workload, as well as the college process. So that's something that this year is definitely junior year is known to be difficult. But I think not having that preparation from 10th grade makes it even harder. And I think for so many other people, that's true. Um, I know, like you can think of um, people who are just coming into ninth grade, for example, they were recently, they were their last in-person school experience, normal experience, was seventh grade. And you can do that for any any age range. And really, it's it's a big jump for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. And with this, a lot of people have forgotten how to socialize just completely all together. I mean, when you're online, it's so much easier to sort of hide behind a screen. You can be meaner, more sarcastic, and things like that. And people have just lost this ability to connect with one another. And I see that every day, in the lunchroom, in the halls, things like that. And I think it's really important that we have teachers that recognize this, and that are committed to giving us a year of sort of social emotional growth and recognizing what we went through, because it's not easy at all. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. And also, so something
1: that I'm doing this year, one of my classes, um, it's a program at my school called SAGE, which stands for student adolescent group experience um where it's 11th and 12th graders um who meet three two or three times in a week and one of those times is with seventh graders that we're paired with Um, and this is a pretty competitive program at my school it's very well received and it's kind of um it's an it's an important growth i mean seventh grade is known to be a very important stage in adolescent growth and so I think it's it's good. We kind of meet with them and go over, um, just sort of help them um, socially, academically, and just sort of help them help guide them through the year. And something we were talking about today, actually, in class, um, as as a, a without the seventh graders. Um, we were talking about how we are getting our comments back tomorrow. And this is the first time that they've, the seventh graders have received grades, um, which is a very kind of uh, pivotal point in their academic careers um, because grades become very important. Although they don't necessarily mean that much um, as a seventh grader, especially for interim. But we the teachers were, we were kind of talking about how a cl- as a class, how while they are seventh graders, in many ways, we might be talking to fifth graders because they missed all that time and they might be a little bit less mature or don't know the ways to react in a school setting because they've just not been, um, they haven't been around it for so long.
0: A hundred percent and major props for getting involved in this type of program. I think it's really important. And I wanted to also share some statistics Um, So I'm just going to quote, so research has highlighted the impact on psychological well-being of the most exposed groups, including children, college students, and health workers, who are more likely to develop PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, and other symptoms of distress in this post-quarantine age. And I think that we're seeing this a lot around us. I know that at my school, the counseling office has definitely made themselves available, and it's very hard sign up to talk with them. I'm trying to coordinate some questions that I have about college and it's really hard to get a meeting with them. And I appreciate that people are using the counselors so much to talk about their feelings. And I think it's really important that people have those outlets in schools now. For sure. And actually for the Bulldog podcast,
1: which I am a part of, co-founder, president, um, which is a podcast- Very proud,
0: very proud.
1: we were trying to do a mental health miniseries, um, and we're wanting to get in touch with the school psychologist, um, but she was so booked and, um, just so much, so many people needed to meet with her and needed her as a resource, which is a good thing, um, that, you know, there, we, we could obviously couldn't do that, which is kind of, not the main point. The main point is just that she's so overworked and there's so many people that are kind of using the school, needing the school's
0: resources. No, I think it's awesome that schools have definitely taken this on and have recognized the need. Um, Just to drive some more statistics home, parents um, have observed different behavioral changes within their children, including symptoms related to difficulty concentrating is very prevalent in 76.6 percent of the families that were in the study, um, and also boredom, irritability, restlessness, nervousness, loneliness, all of these are also included in the study. And I think that they're just really very interesting numbers to look at because it really puts into perspective how society hasn't just moved on from the pandemic. We have all of these residual effects, and I think people are like so over the pandemic but you can't just be over it i think that we have to take time to really process what happened and i don't know i mean it's great that schools are doing these programs but jackie do you think it's enough i i don't know i think i think
1: it really depends on the school and it like a school can say that they're doing the best that they can but really i think every school is handling this differently i know that for a lot of schools you know they, they've gone back to a regular um, school schedule. You know, they have whatever size classes um, they have. They're giving out as many, res- they're, they're giving, uh, making available as many resources as they possibly can. And I think just for a lot of people, it's just going to take time. Um, and I think that's very unfortunate to say. I think we were also talking about at, in my advisory about how um, like, teacher where the um, administration is, has been saying a lot about we want to give you we want to be there for you all and we want to support your mental health and you fo- and you being able to focus and then giving us a bunch of assignments and a bunch of tests and quizzes and essays which is very contradic- contradictory um, so and then a, a follow-up was that you know teachers, are struggling too and teachers are recovering too. So I think it's important to remember that, you know, teachers have lives outside of school, and so do students. You know, everybody's in this together. And so hopefully, hopefully that brings a sense of you're not alone.
0: Thank you for highlighting all of this, Jackie. I think it's really important that we humanize teachers. But he is really well-known within the Gen Z um, and a little bit millennial crowd. And people come from all over to this huge World concert. And essentially, um, it was super packed. There was not enough security, not enough barriers, not enough space. The venue could only hold a certain number of people, yet the organizers of this World concert, who was partially also Travis Scott, um, very intentionally sold way too many tickets, more than the venue could even hold. Adding on to what Hannah said, um,
1: there were just not enough guards there. So people were very out of control. Um, and the people at this concert were mostly, he's a Gen Z rapper. So I would say between the ages of 13 to maybe 25. Um, so a very young crowd. Um, and in the middle, in the there was a VIP section. Um, for with a for a limited amount of people with only a certain amount of people got tickets um there was they could have a mosh pit um but people there were not enough guards to stop this and people just broke down the barriers and joined in and it pretty much went out of control um people could not breathe um people were getting trampled eight people died and 300 people were sent to the hospital which is so devastating and you know this is such a young audience young crowd too um which is very sad and now and I know a lot of people at my school who like when they were in eighth grade they went to this concert um so just really sad and really what how we wanted to relate this to the episode was that you know two years ago at a Travis Scott concert three people were trampled which is still horrific But the numbers don't compare three people to 300 people injured and eight people dead. Um, And I think overall, I think post pandemic, people are so excited and honestly don't know how to
0: behave. You just go out of control. Yeah, so like Jackie said, honestly, it was kind of just a snowball effect where a ton of little things sort of slip through the crack number of security personnel and barriers and people are blaming Travis Scott for the horrific injuries that happened um, and are saying that he should have stopped the concert and people were chanting and screaming for help and saying stop the concert and he was informed of the deaths and it was so bad that personnel and ambulances and healthcare workers could not get to the people that were on the floor passing out and there are videos um, of the tragedy, but huge trigger warning. They are really hard to watch. There's a lot of people that are saying that this sort of um, crazy wave of overexcitement is partially caused by everyone being trapped at home for many, many months on end. And that the pandemic does play a really large role in what happened here. Honestly, I don't think we have any inspirational advice coming out of this episode
1: but I would just encourage people to stay safe um, be mindful and always just check in on others Um, it's important to blow off steam for sure um, just in ways that are safe to yourself and also to others
0: that's it for this week's episode of dive right in with Jackie and Hannah if you liked what you heard, you can find us on Instagram at DiverightInPodcast, as well as their website, com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen, and you can leave any
1: additional feedback at diverightinpodcast at gmail.com. And you just... go right in!